Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. I got a question for the kids. Wouldn't it be funny if all of us people were like Pinocchio? All right? If we tell a lie, then our nose would grow. Wouldn't you like that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I didn't mean to wind you up. Wouldn't we like that? You know, we, we would never have anybody to pull the wool over our eyes. We would never have anybody take advantage of us, anything like that. We could tell from some kind of a, a real tell that someone was lying to us. Um, God cares very much about truth-telling. Um, he even made one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Um, we shorten that often to you shall not lie And uh, here we see Jesus deals with this topic tonight. Um, As we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount, we see how Jesus, He did not throw away the Old Testament. He did not throw out the, the law. He didn't come to abolish it, but He came to fulfill it. And we see now as He's going through the Old Testament law. He's, he's gone through, he's kind of doing a sermon on the Ten Commandments here. And he, he said, you've heard that it was said, you shall not murder. But I say to you, have you ever been angry with your brother? Have you ever called your brother a fool? Um, Jesus said, uh, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But Jesus then turns that around and He says, Have you ever lusted after someone? It's a matter of our hearts and not necessarily just the physical actions. And Jesus, as He's going through the law, this exposition of the law, He is going through and He's tearing down all of our self-righteousness. He's tearing down anything we have to cling to. We think we're a good person because we've never killed anybody, but we have anger. We think we're a good person because we've, we've been faithful to our spouse, we've never cheated on them, yet maybe... We have a wandering eye. Jesus looks at our hearts and nothing will escape the gaze of the judge of all the secrets. And then He comes to this passage where He talks about oaths. He doesn't just talk about the the ninth commandment that says you shall not lie, but he, he, He talks about a specific aspect of that, and you shall not swear falsely. Let's go ahead and read our our text from Matthew chapter five, beginning in verse thirty three. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is His footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great King. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. 
Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. You have spoken to us. We were not left groping in darkness trying to find out what You were like. Lord, You have not left us with our own imaginations to try to come to know You, but Lord, You have revealed Yourself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, through Your Word. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. It is a sure foundation for which we can know You. Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that You would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, I pray that You would be with me. I am sinful. I am weak. I don't live up to the very same thing that that Jesus is calling us all to. Nor do any of us. Lord, we need Your grace. And I need Your grace to speak Your Word tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. Jesus says, Again, you have heard that it was said to to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. The Lord takes seriously our word. He takes seriously truth-telling. He wants us to be a people who are truth-tellers. God Himself, in His very nature, is truth. It is impossible for God to lie, according to Hebrews. In His very nature, He is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So truth is very much a part of His own nature. And so much of human interaction of all kinds has to do with telling the truth. Think about marriage and family. When we become married, whenever we devote our life to another person, what do we do? We we come and we make a vow. We promise ourselves to one another exclusively for the rest of our lives. If we don't believe in being honest and true, then all kinds of things begin to fall apart. We think of our business deals. Whenever you you go to the store and you want to buy something, you want to know somebody is not trying to pull the wool over your eyes, not trying to cheat you in any way. And so we need to live in a world where, where people tell the truth. God gives us the commandment, you shall not lie. But Jesus ratchets it up even more. Whereas the original commandment, you shall not lie, Jesus, He he takes that and he, He points us to the application of that that was given in Numbers chapter 30 and in another place in Deuteronomy where He talks about Vows. We are to keep our vows. Jesus 
He leaves us nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. Just like the one who hates, who has anger, who has called his brother a fool, cannot run from the gaze of God. Just like the one who lusts, but has never acted out physically, cannot run from the gaze of God. In our truth-telling, God sees all. Let's look at what Jesus has to say and consider it. He says, But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is His footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the, great, it is the city of the great King. God is associating heaven and earth Jerusalem, all of those things as something that is closely related to Himself. You know, often, especially when you're reading in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, it all often talk about the kingdom of heaven. Where the other books of the, the, the Gospels, they'll say the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And Matthew, specifically, is one who doesn't say the kingdom of God. He says the kingdom of heaven. Whenever someone would swear by heaven, they're swearing on something that is so close to God Himself. So I think it leaves us with the danger. If we break our word, if we swear by heaven, if we swear by God, if we swear by earth, if we swear by Jerusalem, the city of the great King, the city that Jesus came to and taught and was crucified in, it leaves us vulnerable to not only breaking the ninth commandment against lying, but it also leaves us vulnerable to breaking the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. We often think about that only as if it's, it's using the name of God or the name of Jesus as a curse word. But it's so much more than just that. It's the, taking the Lord's name as vain is often when, when we just use God's name flippantly. Not necessarily cursing, but just throwing it around casually. God is a holy God that deserves our reverence. Another way we, we might take the name of the Lord in vain is by claiming to be a follower of Jesus while living a life that doesn't match with that. By our words, we're claiming to follow Him, but does it really mean anything? And we take the name of the Lord in vain. And so when we make a vow, we say, I swear by God that I will do this. If by any reason we break that vow, we're not only guilty of lying, but we're guilty of breaking the third commandment and taking the name of the Lord in vain. There's a second reason I think that uh, Jesus may be getting out of the reason why he, he condemns vows here. 
In Matthew chapter 23, he says, in, uh, starting in verse 16, Woe to you blind guides who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools. For which is greater, the gold of the temple or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men. For which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So, Whoever swears by the altar swears by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it and by Him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by Him who sits upon it. Kind of getting back to what we were just seeing Jesus talk about. But also, there's an abuse that rose up. People were saying, you can swear on this, but if you swear on this, that's even more. And so there's a a cheapening of our word. Does it really matter what we say unless it's really bound by some kind of an oath? Uh, And the the greater thing that you swear upon, the, the greater... The weight of that oath. You know, someone, whenever someone goes to court, they, uh, they'll go and, and they'll be sworn in to testify and they, they say, I swear to tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth and they'll put their hand on a Bible. Well, the expression has come about, well, I'll swear on a stack of Bibles, right? I'll swear on a stack of Bibles. It's supposed to mean more. Well, what happens about, what about one Bible? What's the difference there? Well, is this, it's supposed to be a more powerful vow by swearing on a whole stack, right? You get the point. There, there, was, a, there was an abuse. There was an abuse that came up. And then look at verse 36. Do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Jesus here is getting at the point that sometimes we are not the ones in control of circumstances. Sometimes we might make a promise that we fully intend to keep, but we break it because we're not in control of the circumstances. Jesus here says, you can't make a, white, a hair white or black. I guess they didn't have just, just for men back then, right? I'm sure that they probably did have some way of dyeing hair. His point, though, is just there are things we, that are outside of our control. In another place, Jesus says, you can't make yourself any taller by worrying, right? You can't, there are things that are outside of our control. And so what happens when we swear by God that we, have, that we will do something, that we make some kind of promise that we will do something, And then because of outside of our control things, something like someone dies, someone gets sick, things that are completely out of our control, 
we break our vow. Now, you and I, we wouldn't hold that against a person. But we are talking about a God who is perfect and His infinite perfection demands perfection from us. And what we find is we are all under God's condemnation. Because we have all broken God's law. We have all sinned. Maybe we've never even meant to lie. But we've said something that turned out to be false. Jesus, as He tells us not to swear by anything, He gets to the radical nature of how important it is to tell the truth. And finally, Jesus says, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. He just wants us to be simple. Just to say yes or no. Just to let our word be true. It's unnecessary to make oaths. To say, I'll swear on my mother's grave. Or I'll swear on this or that. It's just unnecessary. And when we say, I'll swear on something, it cheapens our normal everyday speech. If it's supposed to mean more when we swear on something, then what does it mean when we just say yes or no? But it just cheapens it. This is what Jesus is getting at here. And Jesus is following the same pattern that He's done through these other texts. Have you ever killed anybody? No. Have you ever been angry with your brother? Have you ever called him a fool? And we all find ourselves guilty. And Jesus diagnoses our sin. He says to us, have you ever committed adultery? We might be able to say no. Then He says to us, Have you ever looked at a woman with lustful intent? And then He comes to us. He says, have you ever lied? Have you ever said something that was untrue? Ever in your whole life? And all of us, we stand guilty. We stand condemned. But you know what? God is faithful. God has spoken in His Word. He has given us His revelation. He has given us His promises. He will never break them. While we are sometimes unfaithful with our Word, God will never be unfaithful. He will always keep His promises. He promised long ago that He would send someone. He would send His Son. He promised to Adam and Eve in the garden. He would send someone who would one day come and crush the serpent's head. That serpent who deceived Eve in the garden. 
God promised that he would send a descendant of Eve who would come and crush that serpent's head. He promised Abraham that he would send one of his descendants who would one day come and be a blessing to all nations. He promised David that he would one day send a son who would come and sit on David's throne forever and ever. He promised that He would raise up a standard to the nations. And the Gentiles would flow to it. And He kept His promise. He sent His Son, Jesus. While we have all sinned, while we have all lied, Jesus is the answer to God's promise. He has been faithful. He has kept His promise. And He makes another promise to us. Romans 10 starting in verse 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Bad news, we are all sinners. We have all broken God's law. We have all lied. Good news, Jesus has kept His promise. And all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. We are unfaithful often to our word, but God remains faithful. And believer, when we when we hear this, we often think of, of unbelievers. We we think, you know, this is a passage as a promise lifted out to, to those who, who have not yet trusted in Christ to, to tell them, you know, all you need to do is cry out to God. You know, believers, we, this is a, a promise for us too, for our security. When we doubt, when we struggle, when we sin, when we fail, when we do all of the things that we are prone to do, we can look at this. It is no fire insurance. We know that God is faithful. We don't have to look at ourselves, our own performance. We look at Jesus. We look at His promise, His faithfulness. If you doubt because of your sin, because of whatever you may have done as a believer, don't look at yourself. Look at Jesus' promises. We have all fallen. 
God remains faithful. We cannot cling to any assurance that is based in us. Our only assurance is in the promises of God. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook.